0: Hello, welcome back to Turf Talk. My name's Lewis Tomlinson and hopefully it will be Charlton Trials Day on Saturday. A really, really decent car. Hopefully it survives the weather. If not, there's still some decent racing up at Donny? That looks a little bit likely to be on, fingers crossed, touching every bit of wood I can find. And here to run through it with me, as per usual, is the big man James Watson. How are you doing, pal?
1: Hello, doing great and uh, hopefully this weekend's on, as you've mentioned. And we've
0: got another friend on with us today. Very, very glad to have Ed Priest on the podcast once again.
2: Hello, thanks so much for having me back.
0: We kind of lost our heads this, this time last year, didn't we, Jim? I think that our Cheltenham Trails Day preview last year was the strangest episode we've ever done.
1: I can't remember it. What, why? What happened? Uh,
0: I, was, I, I was so on the fence between Santini and Bristol De May that you made me flip a box of paracetamol. That
1: was it. I <laughs>
0: To decide good. which uh, which way I we're going to land. And I went the wrong way. I went for Bristol. Uh, they both they both back again this year. But we are going to start at Donny just in terms of likelihood of it being on. We don't want to spend too much time talking about Cheltenham and it not uh, not be going ahead. So the first race we'll talk about at Donny, very very briefly, is a Grade Two uh, Irish thoroughbred marketing lightning novice as Chase Shishkin's four to one on. Shettleton eight to one, Eldorado Allen tens, Fastbook sixteen to one, Est Illick a hundred to one. Uh, Shishkin should win, lads.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's fairly simple. Um, should be a nice schooling for him. Nico's gone for the ride instead of staying at Cheltenham. There's not a lot more really to add. Ed, have you got all else to say?
2: Not a lot, to be honest. I suppose something's wrong if he's not winning touch where is safe and sound, nice round and onwards to Cheltenham where the, you know, the real target lies.
1: Just a question to you, Ed. Do you think what? Shishkin um, will win at Cheltenham and what do you think to his nearest rival?
2: Oh my word.
1: Sorry to put you on the spot like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything that's good enough to beat him. One... Just trying to think off the top of my head. An interesting horse would be that Energumene.
1: Um, Lewis is very I, hot on him.
2: No idea where he's going. He's got, as you'd expect, plenty of options. Um, I I wouldn't be going anywhere near him at odds on anti-post, but I think he's has to be the most likely winner still.
1: Yeah, and... I'm, 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 I'm moving into that category now because I was a bit of an All Mankind fan but uh, yeah. after seeing his performance last time you, you have to put him up there, don't you?
2: Yeah, you do. Will he just set the race up for the others? But he goes so hard and does maintain it. It's, you, you don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Shishkin and stamina. Um, we no. saw him last season in the Sydney Banks over a bit further and he, he seemed to sort of relish it almost and, and that's always been something in the back of my head that is he quick enough for two miles at uh, novice chase le- level I think he is but next season they might be found out slightly I think
0: goodbye yeah. though
1: you what Lou sorry goodbye though you know if
0: if, if you think you're trying to get found out by someone there's got to be some, something something you know you think it will come out of out of somewhere to beat him if and at the minute, out of the novice hurdlers, you know, appreciate it. I think he's a slower horse than Shishkin, far for the Supreme.
2: Mm. You know,
0: if, if anything, you know, Shishkin should be the one to be in the champion chase next season, depending on what happens with Shaq and mm, Yeah, fair
1: enough point. Um, it, it, you never know in, in racing, things turn quickly and um, maybe... There might be a revival of some older horses.
0: No, that's the silliest thing you've said in a while. <laughs> uh, he's absolutely, min- although I do agree with Ed that of, of the big three novice chasers, uh, Shishkin on Violin and, and Monkfish, I do think Shishkin's the most vulnerable of the three because I think he's got the best horse up against him in an ersymin at the minute. Yeah. I did a poll this week on Twitter uh, to see where people would send him because he's second favourite in the Marsh petting as well. as an ersymin. Or uh, mm-hmm. everyone, I think it was overwhelmingly over 80% had sent him to the Arkle. That's what I'd do as well. He looked rapid. Captain Guinness is a good yardstick and he brushed him aside last time out. You know, so I, I do think Shishkin is the most vulnerable of the three because he's got the best horse up against him. And I think Inejimid had already beat last year's Arkle winner. Yeah.
1: You know, I, if, if i
0: give it to me. So we, we shouldn't really be learning too much, I guess, uh, with the task Shishkin's being set on Saturday. But it'll be good to uh, see him. Good to know that he still has four legs, and hopefully, he should make it three in a row over fences. Uh, the next race on the card at Donny is another Grade Two. It's the Irish Furibur Market Marketing Yorkshire Rose, Mares Hurdle. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful name for a race. Uh, Floressa heads of betting at seven to four, eleven to four. Marie's Rock and Miranda, twelve Irish Row and Rain as well. Sixty six to one for Sopat. Ed, I'll come to you here, mate. Are you with the favourite?
2: I think she's really likable, especially the way she won at Newbury. Um, is this is the race that Phil Kirby used to win with Lady Buttons, isn't it? It is. It'd be nice to see. Rain as well, put up a bit good performance just, just for that link. but And of course, to boost Nader to as form. Um, yeah, like Marie's Rock. She obviously didn't perform last, last time in the race that Floressa won. She was way too keen. Um, she was hampered, but I kind of question whether she was losing ground already at that point. Um, it's boring and i don't like tipping favourites but i think she's probably she probably would be my pick floressa
1: jimmy we've had your girl's here Miranda. she is um i i, we are, I only own not even a pair um but i'm looking forward to a runner in this race uh i've i've thought that a graded company has to beckon soon sooner rather than later because she's been runny, running with so much credit in, in races and she's up to a mark that's probably reasonable for the, the Mare's level. And uh, I'm surprised that we declared for this. She did have an injury in the Betfair hurdle. Um, she gets weight from Marie's Rock and Floressa because they've won listed uh, and group races. And I think 11 to 4 is a fair enough price on official ratings. She's the same as Floressa and she gets £4 off her. So technically... It, it should give her more of an option. Um, I can't not stick with her. And, and I think 11-4 to 4 is slightly short about her, because I do think Marie's Rock and Floresta are slightly better. Um, but 11-4, do I think she'll win? Hopefully. Do I think she's a good price? No.
0: Fair enough, mate. I find it hard to see past the favourite here. I think in terms of her overall body form, of course she was turned over here last season as uh, when she went on joint with Lady Buttons. But she looks like she's taken her form to another level once again. I I think it was a decent renewal of the Jerry Fielder. You know, the pink, and although he flopped a little bit last time out on bottomless ground at Sandown, was arguably one of the most consistent horses in training prior to that. Milkwood, mm. how he didn't win that. It still has me crying. Uh, She's still going to be ahead of his mark and he'll win wherever he runs next. Botox has uh, won on his first start of that season. It was probably a good race. She ran about as well as you could have expected in the Christmas hurdle. I think she'll have enough to see off Marie's Rock, who is kind of a bit of a hard horse to lay up because she flopped so badly at Newbury after looking really exciting prior to that. But again, you're not get, you're not getting the price uh taken into account for the flop, in my opinion. At uh, you know, mm. only what, a point bigger than the horse who did a fair and square last time. Miranda's sound unlikable, isn't she, Jim? But yeah, probably a little bit of a job on.
1: If, if so it if it know. does turn into a slog, I, I think it will suit Miranda. She has had a she had a heavy defeat at Sandown on on proper soft ground. But well, I, I do think she wants soft ground that you can go through rather than, well, I don't think any horse enjoys a bog. But that's a, that's a worry with Floressa because a lot of her best form is on good to soft, good, better ground. I, I know she's, she has one on soft. But if you, if you go back to her other runs at the start of the season, her Gerry Fielding was on good ground and it's certainly not going to be that uh, on Saturday.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. While we're on the uh, subject of a mare's hurdle, can I talk about my each way swing for the mares? I spotted one that I think's a little bit overpriced at mm-hmm. 33 to one, and I wouldn't put anyone off backing Black Tears of Gordon Elliotts at 33s for the Mares Hurdle. I was going through the race yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was just looking at how many of them above her in the betting will turn up. You know, she's probably about uh, 12th or 13th in the market. I reckon more than half of them might go elsewhere. Roxana, I'd say likely to go for the stairs. Dan the Company, fences, same with Ellie May. Benny could go over fences. Concertista, maybe even the champion hurdle. Verdana Blue, handicapped plot job, surely. You know, would you want to back Eglantine to Soy for anything at the minute? Indefatigable, hasn't done too much this season. Black Tears was runner-up in a Coral Cup last year, giving, giving weight to the Company, giving her £4. So at 33-1 to 1, with a, a little bit of a patchy not patchy profile, but a race that looks likely to cut up from uh, the entry stage. I wouldn't put anyone off that. I saw that and I thought, that's a little bit overpriced. She's not, look, she's been put in a place by a Concertista and Manella Melody last time. It's probably about Just how good she is. But I think she'll end up going off shorter than 33-1 to if she rocks up. Just on the basis that half of these won't run.
1: I like that Mm. shout. I'm a a big fan of a a nice big price swing in a race like that. And I know there's possibly going to be the top three that will head the race. But it's always nice to have one because one might not turn up.
0: I think more. Well, above her in the betting, I think more than half won't run. So for a horse with prior Cheltenham Festival form, form that's worked out well. I'd I'd give her an half-decent chance, mate. I'd give her an half-decent chance of of being in the three-at-33s, or maybe, you know, at least winning a better race than her odds suggested. Uh, Moving away from the Yorkshire Roses, it's the River Don Novice's Hurdle. A lovely race for future boats. Uh... Emmy is sacre and Flash Collongs head the betting at three to one. 13 to two. Uh, I want to say thirteen to two. Bridget Andrews, the right, <laughs> Ash Town Lad, seven to one. Asker Honeybee, eights Pat's Fancy, nine's Bob Hope or No Hope, ten's Exploiter, twelve's Fernhill, and fourteen to one. Ah, uh, then Jim, I'll come to you here first, mate. Uh, I struggle with these sort of races.
1: Yeah, it, it's yeah. a tricky sort of renewal this, and it's normally not. Uh, the best race of the season, but there's, there's a few nice horses are all quite tightly matched on form. Uh, MA Sakura, who does head the market, uh, was very impressive on his debut for Nicky Henderson, um, in, uh, Ascot in a handicap hurdle. Um, he made all and sort of stayed on as if three miles certainly wouldn't be a problem. Um, and I thought that was interesting that, that they've come to this straight step up in trip after such an impressive performance. But the horse that I'm interested in in this race is the horse that finished second behind him, uh, which is Castle Robin. Um, after finishing second to Emir Sakura, he then went and ran in the Lanzarote and finished fifth. And in the Ascot race behind Emir Sakura, he was giving £11 away and he was beating a, a length and a quarter. And. <laughs> He, he sort of he looked beat turning for home, but he t- he carried on plodding on, and I was of the impression after that that probably the right thing to do would probably be set, step, step him up and they didn 't and they ran him in the Lanzarote, and he still ran with plenty of credit there um, Have I got the wrong horse? am I no yeah i 'm right um, <laughs> and I just had a brief panic attack um, and he sort of just it, it, the comments in most of the racing Pages say that he weakened, but the more I watch him, he just plods on. And I think the step up to three miles is is interesting to him. If, if you like Emir Sakra at fives, I certainly think you can't put him down at fourteen. I, I think he's a tad bit overpriced. Um, obviously, he's got uh, on the same weight as Emir Sakra this time, which should mean, in in theoretical terms, that um, he should beat him this time. Um, step up to three miles, I think, will suit. Paul O'Brien's had a tremendous season with him this year and won that big handicap at Cheltenham on him. And he's from a point-to-point background, so I don't understand um, why he won't uh, at like three miles. So I I think I'm going to have a star in this with Castle Robin at 14.
0: Fair shout, mate. I like the case you've made. Ed, where are you landing, Paul?
2: Similar kind of thoughts. not a particularly nice race to try and get your head round. Um two that I suppose I'm, I'm kind of looking a lot of them have kind of come from handicaps 130 horses I'm hoping that there's something a bit better that in amongst it and one of those that I like is Bob Hope or No Hope Uh Kim Bailey's obviously doing really well this year he beat Asker Honeybee on uh, seasonal return he then didn't win that impressively at Doncaster but he makes an awful mistake at the last and to pick up the way he did shows he must have had a fair bit left in hand um, I'd like to think he'll handle the ground if it comes up soft by Western or out of beneficial mare um, I'm looking at 15-2 to two. I think that's that's fair enough, the other one actually has graded form was Pat's Fancy, I think mean, it's a good enough effort Stays on well at Cheltenham behind, um, horse that won, his name escapes me now. Um, <laughs> Ma- 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 go. good. Um, I think he, he's shown a bit of form, also beat Ask a Honeybee, um, and Ashtown Lad that day. Trying to find a bit, you know, a bit of, bit of value in the field if possible. They're the two that kind of interested me the most.
0: See that I'm I'm with you on Pat's fancy. So he's in he's in my two for this, just on the basis that I think that the that Cheltenham was probably the most uh, worthwhile form.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: it's the most solid. Asker Honeybee was a you know a good bumper horse, and had made a decent enough start to his novice hurdling career. We opposers here as does Ash Town who was uh, coming into that off the back of two wins? So I can see the case for Pat's fan set again at a little bit of a bigger price. I don't mind the chances of Fernhill. That would have
2: been my one. third on the list.
0: Yeah, it's he's a uh, look. He's, he's he's trained by Ben Case. Not uh, the sexiest of profiles on paper. Went off sixty-six to one and forty to one. For his first two starts. But he ran well enough on his hurdles debut. At Yotoxi. Where he finished third behind third time. Look-ay. All the while just looking outpaced over two miles. It was a fair enough run. In the circumstances. Stepped up to two and a half. He's won twice since. And to be fair to him. The form is generally decent enough. The runner of his, win, of his first win at Weather Bay. Has ran well again Since. His second win at weatherby uh, in early December was a better race once more. I beat Witness Protection, who won earlier this week and was a previous winner at Stratford. The third Henry Gondoff of John Jones went and won next time out. So it's a, it's maybe it was it's a case of an average horse beating bad horses and then bad horses going to win bad races because he wasn't really turning over anything sexy or anything from a, a big yard with a big, you know, a big reputation. But he's shown that he's not short of stamina. He's shown that he's got at least a, a fair enough level of ability. And at 12-1, to 1, yeah, he'd be my main pick in this race.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, you I, like I, agree. Both of you talked about something being slightly more sexy and he's like Fern Hill and you, and you mentioned Pat's Fancy, um, they're probably the sexier ones.
2: There's
0: nothing sexy in this, Jim.
1: No, no. Nothing Most se- national horses.
0: Oh, aye. You'd be lucky with that. I'd say Devon National Horses.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> the 3.50 in the feature ace at Donny is the Sky Bet Handicap Chase and they bet best prices 5-2, to two, Cap Dunar, Fives Canelo. 13 to 2, 1 for the team. 10s, I write and musical slaves. 12s, Rocky's treasure. 14s, give me a copper. 16s, Mr. Malarkey and the butcher said. 18s, York Hill, his first preference is Cheltenham, though. Same price, Boldmere. And then 33 to 1 for the old boys taking risks. And guitar, Pete. Ed, where are you going here, mate?
2: Um... Captain Nord's a really likable horse. Obviously, has that second behind Royal Pago, who looked really smart at the weekend. But a five to two in a handicap's not really the way I'd like to do things. Um, next on the list, Canelo um, was beaten by Captain Nord in his last win at Newbury. And then you get one for the team who's a horse who's just kind of been plugging away just behind the best, or the better three mile novices. Um he's a, he's a likeable horse to me. I think I probably want a bit more juice in his price to be backing him. And then I write, I suppose, a similar profile. Has barely put a foot wrong this year. First three starts was placed in all of them, which all solid enough good races, had a nice little spin out on the all weather should put him right for today and then he he's definitely of interest at the double figure price a musical slave similarly um, I think his last start was over two and a half miles which based on his form from the previous season is probably short of his optimum he ran a really nice race to finish fifth um, if it wasn't so long ago, back at the end of November, I'd be saying that's a lovely prep race to, to kick on this season. I, I don't know why he's not been seen, but I say him and I right look two really solid each way propositions at about ten to one.
0: That's all very very fair, mate. Jim, what about you, Paul? Did you not say you had a bit of what, you had a bit of a price in this?
1: I, I really, really like Musical Slave. I'm, I'm absolutely all over him. Ed, you mentioned that you're concerned that he's been off um, since November. But I have a feeling that this has been a bit of a plot from Philip Hobbs and JP. They won the race with If In Doubt in 2015. And I think they've just been trying to sort of carefully campaign him around this race. Um, he had some really good novice form last season behind Caribbean and Boy. The big bite and Sam's adventure. And last time, he made some proper sinkers at some jumps. Absolutely yeah. made. Horrendous. And he, he kept staying on, even though he kept slog- slogging through them. Uh, and he just stayed on at, at the one pace.
2: He clouted at the last as well, didn't he? Yeah.
1: And he, and he, he still kept galloping.
2: It's not stopped him at all, yeah.
1: And I, I think this has been a bit of a plan for him to sneak him off ten seven in a sky bet. And try and, and kick him on, and I, I'm really really hot on his chances. He's still unexposed at, at staying trips. Only the six starts over fences, and you look at the times when um, he ran over three miles at Utoxeter, and he was he was plugging on, but he w- he was never getting there, and that didn't seem enough. But something, I, I think he might have just taken a bit of time to develop, and I I, I think he's a solid solid price at ten to one, hour and I'm quite confident on him.
0: Ooh, that's a, that's a big, big shout, mate, but I say Ed's already given him a decent mention and I like, I like the confidence behind it. I'm also having one at a little bit of a price in here. Not that I don't respect Captain Oro or Canelo who were both coming into this, you know, off the back of good seasons and the horses who were in form on the improve. Captain Oro needs to win this really to get into the national, which is what Christian Williams wants to do with him as well. There's a little national mention, of course, uh, entries out later this week, getting uh, one for the team as well. He's a horse who we mentioned as a potential one for the Ultima later in the season. We didn't show too much around Kempton at Christmas, although I'm not quite sure whether that would be his track. I think he's an out-and-out stayer. He's a future national type. Uh, But 16-1, to I made the case for him in the rehearsal, and he flopped. But he's getting 10 points bigger, about the Butcher said. And uh, I would still have it in my head that he's better than a 139 horse. <laughs> I like his novice chasing form. I thought he was going to give the big breakaway a race at Cheltenham in November. The form of his banger win, where he beats No Leopardess, is generally quite sound. You know, Longhouse Sale was doing so much winning in the summer. And the butcher said gave him his first real race at Eutoxia. Even going back to that, look, Kim Bailey's horse we beat on Chase debut, Manella Warrior, is a fair enough yardstick. He was rated one three five going into that, and the butcher said don't beat him on on Chase in debut. He's only four pounds higher than the horse he beat by thirty lengths on Chase debut. I have no explanation for why he was bad at Newcastle, but the only Murphy had is in better form now. And I'd just just be hopeful that at 10 points of a bigger price is enough to tempt me to forgive a needless run. Uh, Not needless, really, but a a run. A poor run that I have no real explanation for. But as opposed to uh, what I said about Maurice Rock, you are being compensated for the price here.
1: Yeah, six years
0: of runs are fair enough price. eh? You will win one. I think. <laughs> Touch one. Uh, yeah, I do hope because it might be a cliff that I'm uh, consistently throwing myself off. Uh, Eamon and Koenig ran, off, ran the other day as well, didn't he, speaking of cliff horses? Uh, ran in uh,
1: uh, a hurdle, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone's still on that, though.
1: Yeah, everyone's jumped yeah. off that cliff.
0: What a boy he was. Uh, moving over to Cheltenham. Uh, Where do you want to start Jim?
1: The the Triumph Hurdle starts the card and Nassalam looks like he's got a very good chance in that. He's a very short price. Um, Sage uh, Sage Advice is in that who made a a, a very good debut at Kempton Um, but I don't think he's going to be up to the standard of Nassalam and I'm I'm wary of Nassalam because I still think he's a very good horse even though he was beaten by (laughs) Daggio last time. I think that was the first time he was in a proper race, and I think if they were to face off again, like if Adagio was in this, I'd probably be side with Nassalan, but um, that heads off the card, and uh, it's not a race I'm particularly excited about.
0: Uh, yeah, I can see like, I that. I think, I think the price is about right. You know, Nastalam 3-1 on the Sage Advice, 11-4. to four, probably about right. Sage Advice was slightly above average on the flat. And he won really really well in his debut, uh, so he's not if, I, I, I don't think it's, it would be the biggest shock in the world if uh Sage's advice were to turn Nassalam over, but yeah I'd, I do think that the overall body of form from the more horses is, is superior did really well last time out you know <laughs> in basic form terms, that was a step forward, even though he lost his unbeaten record uh at Chepstow. He probably should win. Although would I rather back Nassalam at three to one on or Shishkin at four to one on. Shishkin. Er uh, Ed anything for you, mate?
2: Nothing to add there, to be honest. Um Nassalam's the obvious one to beat and I, th- I think he wins, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all fair. Although the the
0: Nick Williams horse Igdrisil Uh I am aware that it's out of Marvel. That's the only thing I have to add. Is it? I don't like Marvel, no, but one of the girls I live with we were watching it the other day, and uh, that came up in conversation. <laughs> so, but, oh, uh, you know, in my head, I was you know, that's a horse. And it made me excited, but then I realised, you know, watching a Marvel film, so it immediately ruined my day. Uh, <laughs> but not for me. Not for me at all. Uh Anything in the time form, Novice Handicap Chase, gents? Uh Used to be the trial for the Novice Handicap, uh, R.I.P.
1: <laughs> I don't let you take the lead on this.
2: Um, it's a funny one having it on trials day when there's not a race at the festival anymore. But there we go. Um, can't say of... Looked at the race a great deal, but the one that I thought was interesting was al for the Skelton's. Um, started the season really well. Uh, won, won pretty comfortably at Sandown in the beginning of December. I think Kempton was too sharp for him. Um, ground may have been a bit quick as well, but he, he you know, should handle conditions and a stiffer track should be up his street. Um, I thought he was, he'd was, he be the one that I'd side with here. Yeah.
1: Fair enough, mate. Jim, what about you, Paul? I like two horses that are at two completely opposite heads of the market. Um, I'm a big fan of Umbrigado. He, he He's had two chase starts, and he was disappointing on his debut. He, he didn't jump that well. Um, I would have quite liked to have seen a bit more. In it. But the, at Fultonwell, the next time, he beat up the straight, who's a, a fairly decent handicapper. Um, jumped a lot better, stayed on strongly past him um, to win this he does need to jump better on a more challenging course than Fontwell um, but the softer the ground the better for him and the stiff finish uh, I think he's a horse that appears that he wants a bit further than two mile four. but I think he's he, he's he's sort of saving a slight bit for himself later on and maybe the stiff finish might be more up his street and the other horse I like in this is the Gallant Weight um, he's had two chase starts, both third in two nice novice chases behind of all the gin joints and stent barts. Uh, he's been held up in all of his chase starts before and sort of taught how to jump. Uh, but they've been over three miles and dropping back to two mile four. Uh, I think he's a lot more interesting because he's he's just not quite been finishing off his races, even though he's been ridden quietly. And in other races, uh, over hurdles and over short distance, he's been banged out in front and I'm hoping that this is the sort of planter, and they've sort of taught him to jump over a slower trip, and um, sort of ping him out around Cheltenham, and see what he does, Um, Fergal O'Brien normally does very well with uh, targeting horses for these sorts of races, and Conor Bracey's on board taking three pound off, and when I first did this, I I thought he'd be around the eight to one mark, ten to one mark, because I thought he brought nice form into the race, but um, I think the market's slightly forgotten now. I've seen 16s around about him, and I think that's a fairly decent price.
0: Fair enough, mate. I'm also going to look towards the bottom end of the market here. I'd give another chance to hold the note, even though he's not been very good this season. Obviously, third in the uh, in the novice handicap at the festival last year, off one four five. Runner-up in a grade two at Warwick as well. Earlier that year, to two for goal, that was a bad grade two. So, take that with a pinch of salt, but it is what it says in the form book. Uh, Tried making him into a three-miler this season, and I just don't think he stays as a bottom line. Dropped him back down in trip last time out at Kempton, and it was a step back in the right direction, probably not quite pacey enough over two and a half over that trip in the race would by killer cloud. But it was certainly better than he'd been showing. He's now seven pounds lower in the uh in the handicap than he was when he was than when he was third at the Cheltenham Festival. I don't think he's regressed that much, if at all. I just think circumstances really haven't played through his strength so far this year. Back over the course and distance where he has shown strong form. I can see him going quite well again. You know Cheltenham is a much, much sterner test of stamina than Kempton, and I think that's what lost him the race at Kempton. He ended up finishing fifth, but he was done for speed, really, and then kind of not plodded on, but, you know, was, was almost gaining again at the finish. And I'd be happy enough at 9-1 to one to give him another chance in here. He's kind of running out of chances, but, is it, but if he is to show form, Almost everything he looks to be in his favour.
1: Yeah, I, I've run out of chances with him. I, I'm sick to death of him. Mm. You keep thinking, <laughs> you keep thinking he's, he's, if he finds anything that he found last season, he's got a right chance and he just keeps flopping. So I, I'm at the complete opposite of the Richter scale. Um, I'm not a fan of Hold the North, which means you will probably go and holes up.
0: But you say that, look at the horses who've, who he's been finishing behind him. Boaty boat types. You know what I mean? And he's not like that. He's, he wants three mile, max, max, max. You know, the the December meeting, happy-go-lucky and the mighty Don have beaten him. They'll probably rock up in the four-miler.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, it's, it's, I I feel like this, this is more his trip. It's a course where he's shown form. He's on a reasonable mark. If he is going to go well this year it will probably be in a race like this. I might be sick to death of him as well, Jim, if he doesn't go well with you.
1: <laughs> you can come and join my bandwagon. Uh, just a quick mention to Lieutenant Rocco who runs in this, who I am a bit of a fan of. Please, 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 if anyone's listening to this, please step you up to three miles, please.
0: It was in my six to follow at the start of the season, uh, with the idea of him, uh, being the horse to win the national hunt chase, uh, they ran him over two miles on his chasing debut.
1: Just please run him over three miles. It's like the fits, Fitz Brigade again.
0: He's a good horse, and he's better than his mark of 140. I'm certain of that. He'll win a good, say, handicap one day. Uh, but, by God, he wants further than this in my head. Uh, hopefully one day, though. He's a horse to keep on side. though, Lieutenant Rocco, when he gets his conditions. Uh, yeah, definitely. In my opinion. The 150 is a Paddy Power Millionaire Trophy Handicap Chase. It's a grade three. Over two and a half miles. Again, a lot of familiar faces in this. This race happens ten times a year, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Midnight Shadow. Nine to two. Fav to beat Caribbean Boy at five to one. Six is 8 Eight's Old Grangewood. Ten's Mr. Whitaker and Happy Diva. And Benatar. Twelve's Corto Rico. Fourteen's Clan Legend. Eighteen to one. Aso. And twenty-five to one. Eden, the who. Jim, I'll come to you first here. Are you going to go with one of the the tried and trusted brigade or having a bit of a swing with something a bit different?
1: I'm going for a tried and tested that's slipping down the handicap. And it's Aso at top weight. I I know he's an 11-year-old and you could say he's slightly regressed, but his form this season hasn't... Well, he's he's had two runs and he was disappointing over the national fences in the Beecher. But who really thought that he was going to stay that sort of distance apart? From well, the it, Grand it, it Oh, you stole my joke. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think he ran that badly in the Paddy Power. Um, he just sort of lost his place down the hill and and couldn't keep on. And I think the softer the ground, the better for him. I know he has a lot of good good form on soft, but. I am of the opinion now that he's not as quick as what he used to be, and, and any sort of digging the going will certainly help. Um, he he beat Happy Diva off three pounds higher um, before them finishing second in a Ryanair two years ago, which I think that form, he's marked slipping, but his form isn't the flashiest, but he's a horse that's finished placed in a Ryanair twice, off a mark of 155. He might be a. I think he'll run a lot better than what his price is showing at 18s. If he was half that, I, I wouldn't like him at all, but I think it's a slight insult that he's that price. And I was a fan of Caribbean Boy last time out. I, I, I was impressed with how he sped away from Fiddler on the Roof in that um, novice chase. And it, it, against a, uh, against Dashiell it, we just jumped the complete opposite and, and looked like he hadn't seen a fence in his life but I'd be willing to keep him on side I, I do think he is a very nice horse um, I, I, maybe he just bumped into Dashiell Drasher who we saw win the handicap at the weekend um, but I, I'm, I don't know whether to, I, I don't trust him but I think he's got a very good chance in this race
0: Yeah that's all fair enough mate I like I like the big prize case for A so it'd be lovely to see him win again Ed, where are you landing here, pal?
2: Like you said, it's, it's a race that happens so many times a year. You've got so many names in there that good old favourites. And I find it hard to not, to not go back to an old favourite of mine, which is Happy Diva. She'll travel. She should handle the ground. She might not find tonnes, but she'll be banged there at 10 to 1, double figure price can't go wrong um i think she was running a good race in the paddy power this season before coming down she probably wasn't going to win this year um, but was going well that was after her usual prep run which was fine um she was favorite at Carlisle when she didn't win but i don't i don't know smaller field might not see her to best effect but one of those just Solid, you know what you're gonna get.
0: Yeah, I I think I think that that uh, that mares race at Carlisle might end up being half decent. The form's not really being tested too much yet because a uh, old gold who won it and chilly Philly, the runner up, uh, both fallen on their next two outings. So it's not a uh, we don't really have the strongest of Guys, but their their fillies who have been winning, you know, are half decent mares races. You know, fairly regularly, and my old gold had been doing well enough when she was racing against the boys. She got beaten by Sea at midnight, uh, up at Carlisle, I remember last year in a very, very narrow defeat. So I, I can, I can, I could, might be a little bit more forgiving of that than it may first appear on paper. Uh, I'm also going to go for one at a similar enough price, and it's another horse with good previous Cheltenham form. Uh, Benatar, who ran third in the Caspian Caviar here over, uh, I'm gonna say over Christmas, a little bit before Christmas really. That was his first run for almost two years. Now, admittedly, he is a horse who does have a good profile when going well fresh. So it might, it might not be, uh, taken for granted that he'll come on Tuesday for the run. But he's off the same mark here, 142, and Look, you're not going long into the main body of his form, you know, prior to his absence. For him to have been running really good races in stronger company than this. Fourth in a marsh, was he third in a marsh behind Shattered Love and Terrafor, Beat Finian's Oscar in an novice chase at Aintree. We know how good Finian's Oscar was and probably could have been even better had he been with us a little bit longer. You know... Arguably may not have immediately achieved as much as people would have liked Benatar prior to his absence. But I still think one for 2 surely, surely he's still better than that.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, honestly, I, I, I was surprised by how keen he pulled last time as well. So I know there's been fresh, but there was he was over-fresh.
0: He was. Yeah, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. The Caskey Caviar was a bizarre race anyway, and I'm not sure how much I take I take every, I take take that basically for granted. Because someone's at the top of the market, Midnight Shadow is ridiculously solid. Doesn't really ever run a bad race. You know what you're going to get with him. And again, one four nine, only up a pound for finishing 12 lengths ahead of Benatar. He's the right fav. He's a right fav. And he's a sort of horse who will probably win one at some point. I get the feeling as well that Al Dancer will win one of these at some point. But I also get the feeling he's always going to be a little bit too short in the betting because everyone else thinks he's going to win one of these at some point because he shouldn't be 6-1 on what he's actually shown so far this season.
2: That's my feeling.
0: Uh, yeah, he's he, he probably will. You know, he'll probably pop up in one of these at some point. But I don't think he'll ever do it at a tasty price. Uh Caribbean boy. lost of three last time out, yeah, like you said, Jim. That form might end up looking better by the end of the, uh, by the end of the day, depending on how itchy feet run, uh, runs in the cleave, but again, I'd be happy enough to just go and see him win. So yeah, it's, it's Benatar for me, really. It's, it's not the strongest of shouts I'll ever have in, in one of these races, but I think 10 to 1, you're getting, you're getting a fair enough price there.
1: i tell you what, this week's pod, there's yeah. a lot of nice big price swings for the listeners, so i tell you what, you're either going to make loads or you'll have a horrendous week.
0: <laughs> well, wait till my nap comes, pays a clock and shishkin, lad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you... Oh, dear.
0: Uh, the Cotswold Chase is a 2.25. Gold Cup trial. Really, really good race this year as well. Good field. Crystal De eleven to four favourite to beat Santini at three to one. Native River nine to two. Saint Calvados eleven to two. Good old Yalarenke, the jumps Communique, is back for his seventh run this week at fourteen to one. Sixteen's likely, lad, in the conditional fifty to one. York Hill. <sighs> Jim, may I, may I remind you? I'll just take this opportunity to remind you that Santini is two 0 up against Lost in Translation. I and he'll win this.
1: Um, can I also take the opportunity you mentioned communicate. He's out in Dubai now. Salim Bingadea, uh he ran for the other day. It was new colours and uh that was that was certainly interesting. But back to Santini. Um everybody knows who listens to this podcast. How much I what's the word? i d I'm gonna just say how much I hate him.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just
1: a bit of a prick. Um, no, um, <laughs> no. He's slow. I don't like the way he runs. I, th- I really, really liked him as a novice hurdler as well. And I thought, oh, Chases are going to be so good for him. Um, and since that sort of nov or star, I've I just never really got to grips with him. I know, I know he's beat Lost twice, and <laughs> I think there's been question marks for maybe not in the Gold Cup for Lost. Probably question marks only on. On stable form at the time, but last time out, I'm willing to put a line through. I'm just not, I'm just not a fan of the way he goes. I'm not a fan of, like, even when he won this last year, I was still sat thinking, I still don't like him. And I, there's just something about him. It's like I can't exactly put my finger on him, but he's just annoying, isn't he? he and he, I don't think he's shown anything this season to make him look remotely good. And I was thinking of horses to compare him to. He reminds me of Mogul. As in, he's, he may just take a couple of starts to, to get going. But he's going to have to improve again on that last one. because he was, And people are saying he and Lewis, you're one of them, saying, oh, he was plodding on late on. No, he wasn't. He was absolutely paddling late on. I just don't get the hype with him. If he's going to win a race, it's probably this. Heavy ground. Even though Nicky Henderson says he doesn't want it. Even if you give me 10 to 1 on him, I still want back him. Maybe uh, 10. I, I'm not laying you 10s, but if someone lays <laughs> me 10s, I want better. Um, <laughs> Bristol to my I, I mean, I can never get the horse right at all. Whenever I like him, he gets beat. Whenever I don't fancy him, he, he thrashes whatever I like and you've got to say last time that Betterfair Chase was such a really good performance and I know it's his hunting ground but he's been such an underappreciated chaser in this division for a good few years now he's he's rock solid in a fashion um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him here he was beaten the race last year by Santini do I think he'll replace, re- return the um, favour here I th- I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It's not a race I have an awful strong opinion about. I love Native River. I'd love him to bounce back to form. I think he would have won the many clouds if they'd have jumped, which means he would have beaten Santini. Um, even though Santini fans will say he wanted to jump just as much, but I don't, he's, he's a pig. Nicky um, <laughs> Henderson's lawyers are on the way to me. I'm going to shut up. I hope Native River wins. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. And I just hope Santini loses um, I don't really know uh what to say to that Sorry Ed, I've sort of le- not left you with a lot to to go with
0: there. No, I'm gonna say Ed Ed, yeah. please please drag this podcast out out of the dirt where Watson's dragged it down to
2: I personally quite like Santini.
0: <laughs> he wins this
2: No, I mean he's just that to me, epitome of what a proper national hunt chaser should be—just that stayer. They'll keep digging in. They'll keep fighting. Keep finding. Exactly what he did in the Gold Cup last year. Yeah, sharp, Jim, with your
0: fancy poncy French types with speed. <laughs> it's a speedy horse.
2: Um, and I, I always think every time you slate him for being slow and whatever. He, he From the back of the last to the line in the Gold Cup, he was quicker than lost in translation.
1: Which you'd <laughs> expect.
2: He's passed him, but anyway. But,
1: but he wasn't quick enough to maintain his position in second or third.
2: That, that's him, isn't it?
1: And also, a, a, a few people might know about this. I'm, I've, I've been banging the job. Why don't David Bass ride him? Nothing against David Coleman. I'm sure he'll be throwing everything at him. But David Bass, as we saw last week, the first floor, absolutely threw the kitchen sink at him. And Santini's a horse that needs the kitchen sink throwing at him. And if any, if there's any jockey that's suited for him, it's David Bass.
2: I do Sorry, like that shout, to be fair. No, that's a good shout. That's exactly the kind of jockey that would suits him. Similar to Native River, I suppose, the way Richard Johnson rides him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to this race. Bristol's <laughs> <laughs> Mays never won at Cheltenham. The ground might help him. Santini's probably not going to run, is he? York Hills also due to run at uh, Doncaster. If hadn't run so much recently at 14 to 1, I'd so say he's And each way squeak, but you're only going to get two places once you get the dropouts. It's a difficult race, really. To me, you're looking at the head of the market. I really like St. Calvados as a horse, but I wouldn't want to be backing him in this race at 5-1. to I'd like to think he'll stay, but in this ground, it's still a question mark. Um, Conditional, another nice horse, but probably not this good. You, you kind of end up back at Native River. He's got his got his conditions. Yes, he's eleven now, but he, he's showing he's still still got ability there. Um, like similar, I suppose I don't have a very strong opinion on it, but may, maybe it's one for Native River to take home.
1: Are we not giving enough respect to you Lad? Who that was? That,
0: that was just going
2: to be my point, Jim. Yeah. He's, who, I don't really know what to make of him in that race last time.
0: You can get 16 to 1 about a horse who beat the King George winner 82 lengths last time out.
1: <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> uh,
0: maybe he is slightly underappreciated appreciated because everyone, quite not quite rightly, but the case to completely discount the many-cloud chase in any sort of form terms, to garner any sort of information from, is a correct thing to do. It was an absolute farce of a race. Uh, however, has Manuel well at Cheltenham in the past, although I'm not talking myself into making a case for, like, for you lad, because I don't think he'll win this. Uh, but maybe we are being a little bit disrespectful to him. I'm the only one with an actual opinion then, and uh, my opinion is Santini goes and wins this.
1: If he rocks up. And it's the most ludicrous opinion of all of us. <laughs> oh, I'll
2: bloody love it if he does.
1: Uh, no, do you know what? The, I think
0: the more you slate him, the more I want to get behind him, Jim. And the fact <laughs> is, his channel form is mint.
1: I very, have very such nearly mint. It? It's so fun, isn't it?
0: I'm not, I'm not a Santini fan. I'm not a Santini fan. I'll put that out there. He will never be. In my list of favourite horses. But I do think he will win this. Because he should have won the Gold Cup last season. Short of room at the last. Stayed on really, really well. <laughs> if he gets a gap, he wins it. In my opinion.
1: Fair enough. I'm, I'm going to be cheering on Native River. The, the Stables farm is still a massive question mark. But I, there's nothing more I'd love to see than Richard Johnson... Absolutely fine when he met them fences on heavy ground. He'll love it. This is his sort of race. Can't wait for it.
0: No, I respect that. I, I, lo- I love Native River. Everyone loves Native River. But, I just, I, I, I think Santini ran fine at Kempton. In the circumstances, for a track that Nicky Henderson had said previously, we're not going to run him there again, because he clearly didn't suit him when he was third in the Court of Star. I thought he was an adequate enough race for a horse who wasn't quick enough and went well enough uh, you know for a decent portion of the race that was a step back in the right direction this is the first time this season you'll see the gold cup runner up a horse who has a neck of beating album photo who is you know probably going to go down as a good gold cup winner and will go a favourite to in a third consecutive gold cup this season beating a neck by him and this is the first time we'll see him in a situation
1: that suits him this year and he won't even run. How funny is that?
0: <laughs> oh, no, Jim. He's going
1: to run him in the Grand National Trial because he doesn't like the ground at Cheltenham. Does he, has Nicky Henderson ever been to Haydock? Oh, don't to set me off again. Well, no, because ov- obviously Jim
0: there was bouncing and burning up the gouts before last week, but uh, he got beat, so now he needed the run.
1: <laughs> the, the classic excuse. Oh, no,
0: Uh are you going to actually make a selection, Jimbo? I'm
1: not going to make a selection, but I'm going to be cheering Native River.
2: Fair enough, pal. Will that be the same for you, Ed? If I was forced to, probably. It's the kind of race that I'll very happily just watch and enjoy. Uh, I'll be watch cheering for... Y- I'll be cheering for Yalarenke, uh, but
0: I think Santini will win. And it will yeah. be funny if Santini wins. Uh The Ballymone obviously said, I don't think we're going to spend too much time on this because I think all three of us agree that Bear Gills should win. I came into this race looking at the decks wanting to get Bear Gills beat when I saw the initial prices and Bear Gills aren't even money. I thought, right, I want to take him on. Uh, But actually, re-watching what the opposition have done, I don't think any of it is quite as good as what Bear Gills has done. So I am probably going to come down on him. Uh, Same for you, Ed?
2: Yeah, re- really nice horse, absolutely smashed the field in his bumper, which has actually worked out quite well and hasn't put a foot wrong so far. He'll need to sharpen his jumping up a bit, but yeah, really, really exciting horse.
0: Yeah, form of that bumper, very, very tidy bit, guard your dreams, he was a handicap winner at Sandown, in quite impressive style on his last start and his two, look, his two uh, novice hurdles were quite good as well, Be- make me a believer. Mm-hmm. First time at Lingfield and Gowell Road. Next time at Fos, the forms there in the book, Jim.
1: Yeah, I agree. He will have to brush up and he's jumping. He'll get a good gallop because um, annual Invictus is a horse that likes to be ridden furiously uh, from the front. And I think he'll get a good gallop, which will certainly help him uh, settle. He just needs to jump. And I think if they do go a quicker pace, it might help him get in a bit better rhythm. Fair enough, buddy.
0: Uh, you're a huge Paisley Park fan as well and there's no reason why he won't win the cliff uh,
1: that's the perfect point absolutely adore him um, I, I can't see him getting beat, itchy feet it's a positive that he's coming back over hurdles he's never exactly been in love with jumping over fences and I, I know he meant to win the silly aisles but the last couple of times you've seen him jump a fence you think why are they still bothering with him um, over over fences and I, th- I think it's interesting that aiming at the stairs hurdle. I, th- I think I heard as well that Thomas Darby's going, uh, going for a staying hurdle campaign. And, and you saw the Ollie Murphy stable put brewing up a storm back over hurdles and make a winning start at Taunton last uh, winning return, sorry, at Taunton last week. So um, it's interesting that they're, they're bringing all the horses back over hurdles, but um, certainly for the good of the hurdling division, that's certainly a positive. Um, Main fact, Ran, was he disappointing or was he just what you were expecting him to do uh, in the long walk last time? Maybe you were sort of expecting that. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Decor Elon Days back out. Um, he was a horse that I liked at a bigger price for the Stays Hurdle at the start of the season. Um, I liked his handicap hurdle win and he, he'd run in some decent novice uh, novice hurdles last season and he, he was quite impressive in winning that one at Catrick if you catch your mind back, and behind Mossy Fenn, and I, I didn't think he run too badly in the Ballymore last season, so I, I think the step up to three miles is interesting. He won a two-mile-seven handicap last time. I'm looking forward to seeing him out. Um, he was, I think I, I, I mentioned him at 50s at the start of the season for the Stairs Hurdle, but obviously it's between the top two now. He's a horse I've got a lot of time for. I probably might even play the forecast. Paisley Park, Deck or one days. That's
0: very, very interesting, Jim. Uh, look, I, I, I think this is very, very simple. I, I think the market has it about right. Main fact, I thought was was done fair and square. You know, I think, I think really in terms of his price at a, at Ascot, he went off much shorter than his form entitled him to do, and Paisley Park absolutely spanked him. In fact, you know, the fact that he's a, a same price now that we know he's not good enough uh, is a little bit of a... Again, he's not a good betting proposition once again for me. Uh, Hitchy Feet, probably on hurdles form. Has the second best and he's holding his own as the chase. He'll probably chase him all. Uh, but I think this is simple. What about you, Ed?
2: Coming it all pretty well. My only concern with Paisley part was the ground, if it is... He's really bad. He's being described. Is it soft or heavy? And there's more rain due. Would that be a concern for either of you?
1: Yeah, he, he did get withdrawn before the long walk last season, didn't he? If If I'm correct, mm. um, I I'd be I was of, of the opinion that when he won the what used to be the fixed brush at Haydock, I know it was it recorded good, and I normally say this, but they were kicking up a fair amount, and I don't have I don't have that much of an issue with him. I thought it was. He won on heavy last time, didn't he? Um, yeah. I think the heavier the better. <laughs> um, but obviously, connections don't want to bottom him straight away. Um, not a worry for me, but I wouldn't be surprised if he took him out of the race if it was attritional, because they, they want him in the best condition for the stayers, don't they? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I genuinely think it's more likely he doesn't run than he gets beat.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, up the page, like, and then it sets up a fantastic, a fantastic, uh, stay as hurdle as well. You know, I like that Time Hill's he Not Here, to be fair, because the third in the trilogy should be the big one. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I you agree. know what I mean? <laughs> not. Sets it up nicely, doesn't it?
0: It really, really does. And look, the, the form, the form's been boosted, in by Roxana, who. Is creeping very, very close to the top of a uh, list of my favourite horses in training at the minute. I'm, I have so much time for that mare. She's so sound and so tough, and actually did magic of light in a lot easier than I thought she would do at the weekend.
2: Uh, yeah. Really impressed with her. Then is, is she a, a bet for the stayers' hurdle in each way? Shouts.
0: Yeah, I, f- I, f- I think it's going to be a very, very. Poor race outside of the top two. I don't like anything in Ireland apart from Ronald Pump. And I yeah. think he's a decent enough each-way price. But I, I don't mm. want Saida Burley at the prices. Floor in I got the run of the race. Last time out for all, he's really progressive. I'd need to see it again to believe it. So it is the sort of race where, <laughs> you know, if you can get a decent each-way price about the horse, you think he'll finish third. And in British terms, yeah, Roxana is the third best staying hurdler. Mm-hmm. And that is pro and that would probably make her the best staying in in Ireland. <laughs> so yeah, I completely see it. Ed. Completely see it.
2: I can see myself getting drawn in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a meh. We all love Roxanna. Uh Speaking of matters as well, again going off on an absolute tangent here, but I I love Col Ravie a little bit. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about her uh, on another podcast. But God, I was so impressed by her. Um, midweek when she won that good mare's race. Uh, the final race on the Cheltenham card, though boys, is the handicap hurdle. I've said every other sponsor's name, so I might as well say this one: SSS Super Alloys. Uh, they've got a race: two-mile handicap hurdle. Martin Elfreth to one five. Five's time flies by. Six wheels witness protection. Seven's Monsieur Le and Chitty Balco. Eight Stormy Flight. Nine Sir Valentine. 10s, Song of the Hunter, 11s, Nordic, combined. 18s, Highway, 1, 2. Brief uh, one on the last at Cheltenham, Jim.
1: Time flies by, I like. Um, ran in the Betfair Exchange, heard that like grade three, the not-so-sleepy one. Um, I, I fancied, uh, fancied him then, and he was slightly disappointing, but it was a hotter race. This is Carmel Waters, it, run well in novice hurdles um, into into another handicap here, I think 5-1 is fair enough price
2: Anything for you Ed? Um, couldn't not mention Martin Howell who's from my list of bumper horses bounced back to form after wind surgery uh, to win reasonably well pretty well found in the market though um, Highway 102 was a horse I really liked last season and just hasn't Hasn't really fired this year, but if he bounces back, you'd like to think he'd be competitive as well.
0: Again, I'm going to go in for another horse who I put up last time out and he flopped a bit. Uh, but Monsieur Lecock's better than a one for 2 horse, especially with Chester Williams taking five off. Loves a bog. Best form last season, you know, had him into the 150s. He ran in the Irish champion hurdle last year. You know, and... Sandal last time out, was a, it was a strange race because he he looked to get look a little bit out of pace, but I'd, I'd buy slightly that Guards or Dreams and Friend or Foe are two progressive, younger types. 7-1 to one again, you compensated with a price. Falling mark, ground suit. Much better than this, like at his best. I'll have him. Uh Around the other courses as well, there's a really, really decent little mare's novice hurdle at Fairy House as well on the Saturday. Royal Kahala, Pierre, a Farhis mare who's done well, takes on Goldwars. Uh, looks a little bit of a match race on paper, that. And obviously, with it being a match race, the, mill- the Willie Mullins horse will fall at the first. Uh, <laughs> Nace as well. Nace have two grade twos, sorry, grade threes on the Saturday, but there's no dicks for that. Uh, Worth mentioning as in Forza Milan is running. Wonder whether he wins the Irish National this year. Bear that in mind. I like him a lot uh, for some sort of big slow-boat race, but it's RTR nap time, and Ed will let you go first. Uh, Coming in from February, actually, let's do it the new formation, because the reserves count from now on. A nap, a next best, and a third pick.
2: Can you come back to me?
1: Go on, pal. We'll let Jim do it then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no problem, I'll take over My nap of the weekend Is in the Sky Bet He's musical slave and I've taught the reasons and I'm really, really hot on him My next best Will be On Sunday Or Monday, he's got two entries Depending on the ground And it's Coconut Splash uh, he's, in, he's in a Handicap chase On Sunday at Catrick. And he's in one on uh, the 1st of February, um, which I, I, I think wherever he goes, he'll win, because I think he's a, I'm a massive fan of him. Um, so I'm looking forward to him. And my next best will be Castle Robin in the River Don. I think, I just oh, think he's a, he's, a, he's a big price.
0: Fair enough, buddy.
1: Shall I have my turn, Ed, or you?
0: Go on, then. You go. I'll say my nap of the weekend... It's going to be uh, Santini. Oof. Oof. Touchingwood, he turns up. Touchingwood, Cheltenham's on. Santini wins the Cotswold chase because everything in that race is in his favour and he nearly won a Gold Cup last season. People seem to forget that. Uh, My next best is going to be up at Donny and it's, I think, Floressa. It's a very, very fair price at 7-4 to get the job done. We've not done very many favourites this week, but I think she still represents a little bit of value at 7-4. to four. And my reserve, one I'll have a little bit more of a swing with. He's going to be the note on his falling mark. Last chance alone for him, but everything should really go his way on Saturday, if it is ever going to ever again.
2: Uh, Ed, how are we on? Go on then. Um probably not that exciting going to follow in James with Musical Slave I think there's a lot to like about Ooh. him um,
1: double naps never go well oh <laughs> no well that, that's when me and you do them yeah maybe, maybe we need Ed on every week for a double nap
2: oh don't say that now we'll, it'll go <laughs> <laughs> Um we'll give a shout in the last at the Doncaster in the bumper um a mare called Step to the Top, who has got some smart bumper form last season and she makes her return. Very hopeful she'll go well. Reserve, where should we go? Let's put Pat's fancy in there for the reserve in the the River Don.
0: I like it. I can see the case of that as well. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Ed. It's been a pleasure pleasure having you on. uh... Thanks for asking Um... me. A more serious podcast where you, where you don't have to say mean things about Mick Easterby. <laughs> uh,
2: I was worried, worried about being given the black hand from the Easterbys.
0: No, there's a lot of them as well. There's a lot of them. <laughs> they have a proper mob if they wanted to come at you. Uh, thanks as well to Jim for uh,
1: turning up every week as he does. Oh, cheers. Thanks. That re- That really means a lot. Thanks. Thanks for hosting it as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a a, a good job on my round, isn't it, lad? (laughs) Uh, Thanks to everyone for listening as well. Thanks to rating the races for their continued support. And we'll see you all again next week.
1: See you later. Stay safe. Bye.